And welcome into another edition of the Swarmcast. David Eichel here for HawkeyeInsider.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Really special guest day. We're going to have Nate Stanley, quarterback coach. Tony Rassiopi join Sean Bach for an exclusive interview about how Nate's training's going, what Tony does, and what NFL teams are saying about Nate. About a 27-minute listen. Really good stuff from him. And we're going to have a full episode again tomorrow. I'll give my full thoughts surrounding Luca Garza declaring for the NBA draft, kind of what that means for Iowa going forward, what are Luca's chances of getting drafted, and we're also going to dive into some potential breakout players uh, for the 2020 football season and also talk a little bit about Gary Barta's press conference when he met with reporters on Thursday via Zoom. But let's dive right into this interview. As always, be sure to check us out at HawkeyeInsider.com. We're on Twitter at Hawkeyes on 247. You can follow me at David Eichel, D-A-V-I-D-E-I-C-K-H-O-L-T. Anyways, let's get right to Tony Rassiopi and Sean Bach. All right, so now we welcome on Tony Rassiopi, um, a quarterback coach or whisperer of the Northeast, who is currently training former Iowa quarterback Nate Stanley leading up to the 2020 NFL Draft. Tony, how are we doing today, my man? Everything's great. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, for sure. I um, appreciate you having on or coming on. So, what exactly is your title? Like, what what other quarter or what do you what do you do exactly? Kind of give the people an introduction of yourself. Um, you know, so I mean, I, I train quarterbacks. So I, I, I teach phys ed um, in a high school here in New Jersey, Franklin High School, which I've, I've taught public school phys ed for sixteen years. I coach at at the Hunt School in Princeton, which is a prep school, one of the top probably 50 high schools in the country uh, from a football standpoint as well as academically. So, it's, you know, it's a great place to coach. Obviously, high school, you're coaching some big-time kids. Um, you know, we've had 48 Division One kids in seven years. So, it just goes to show you where, you know, we're really talented. Um, so, I do that in the fall as well as the uh, summer. And then when my season's over, I kind of dive into, um, you know, training guys like Nate Stanley for the draft. You know, I've had, um, had a bunch of guys the last couple years, and I've been doing it for seven years now as well as training, you know, high school kids. And um, I train the majority of Division One quarterbacks that come out in New Jersey from, you know, starting when they were in high school to obviously now that they're in college and they're playing. So usually um, how that works is those guys will come back kind of in the winter after, you know, their seasons are over or after bowl games. And, um, you know, for whatever, how long their break's going to be, try to get them in a couple times and, um, you know, just work, work fundamentals, you know. So, you know, uh, the, the NFL draft stuff, you know, I, I – I really love it because you get a guy like Nate Stanley who's really talented. And, again, Nate was part of a class of five that I had this year. All five guys have realistic shots at getting to camp, and I probably have three guys like Nate who um, shot getting drafted. So, you know, it's nice to get these guys in and, and get my hands on them for, you know, sometimes four weeks, six weeks to eight weeks and, and really dive into, you know, back to the fundamentals of the game, back to teaching, you know, pro-style footwork under center and, and as well as shotgun and, and teach them the – you know, the basics and, and um, you know, really it's the first time in their career where, you know, a guy like Nate was worried about getting himself ready for Iowa every year, you know, running their plays and, and doing it their way. Whereas, you know, now it's kind of a um, a blank, you know, NFL, you know, let's get down to fundamentals. Let's get down to taking three steps and five steps and seven steps and play actions and, um, you know, working, you know, base concepts like, you know, Hank and drive and, and uh, flood and scale and all those kind of things that everybody runs in the NFL just out of different, you know, personnel groupings and formations. So let's jump kind of right into it. How long, how long have you known Nate for? Uh, so I got to know Nate last year. So I work at the Manning camp every year. Um, and at the Manning camp, they invite 
roughly the best 35 to 40 college quarterbacks come into, um, you know, they'll work the camp, and in, in it's a, really it's a high school camp. It's like um, grades 7 through senior high school. So there's about 1,300 kids there. There's about 1,000 quarterbacks. Um, so they'll invite those college guys. Those college guys will coach the kids just like, like I do, um, as well as the college kids will train probably, I think, four times they throw, um, you know, with Eli and Peyton and, uh, you know, couple offensive coordinators from the NFL will come in sometimes you know just because their kids are there it'll kind of pop in you know we've had Sean Payton we've had Mike McCarthy uh last year we had Brian Schottenheimer um so you know the college kids will throw about four times I I, I'm actually one of the four coaches that are asked to work with guys with those guys so I'm actually with Payton which is an amazing experience by itself so I got to know Nate last year um you know through either coaching him you know through those four times and just you know you spend so much time in the downtime outside of the camp, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, grabbing lunch or we go grab uh, dinner every night at, at a, you know, a nice house that has us over and, and um, you know, has, has meals, has, you know, whatever. So you kind of just, you're spending time getting to know each other. So it's, it's, a, it's a really nice way to meet the kids and the kids get to meet guys like me. And then, um, you know, we kind of forge a relationship there and kind of stay in touch throughout their season. I don't bother them at all as, as far as, um, you know, like training and, um, you know, trying to find an answer if they're going to, Train with me. I, I don't do that at all. I, I, I want them to have a great senior year or junior year, whatever year they're going to have. You know, and just kind of be there from a support standpoint and kind of just talk. And then, um, you know, we kind of just at the end of the season, right before their bowl game, we kind of just shore this thing up that this is what we're going to do once he's done. And um, you know, that's it. I, you know, I, I let him kind of do his thing, which I, you know, I think is the right way to do things. Um, not just for Nate, but for Iowa and their staff. And uh, you know, once he finished up, we uh, we got him out here right away. So before you start working him or started working with Nate and before you saw him at the Manning camp, what were did you know much about him or did you have any kind of really just previous experience with him or like just watching him on TV? Just pretty much watching him. I mean, obviously, you know, um, being in New Jersey, I mean, I'm 15 minutes from Rutgers and I've trained their last six quarterbacks they've had there. So, um, you know, just, just, you know, I've always been a big 10 person just because of our area and, and, um, Yes, I've always followed him. I followed his career. You know, I didn't really dive into, you know, mechanics with him or, or uh, critique him at any time. You know, I just kind of watched as a fan like you guys do, you know. So, um, that you know, that was really my, my only prior knowledge of him, you know. So, I mean, obviously, he knew he was a great player. And, and um, you know, obviously, a, a program like I was, which is one of the best in the country and has been for a long time. I mean, if you're a three-year starter there and you're a, uh, you know, and, and more importantly, a three-year captain, I mean, that says a lot about you as, as a person. For sure. Um, so how did it come? I mean, I know you worked with him at Manning. So did he approach you and say, hey, I want to work with you to lead up to the NFL draft? Or did how did that kind of whole dynamic work? Um, I, you know, I just asked him, you know, what his plans are. And he really didn't have any plans. He was going to actually stay at Iowa and take classes. Um, so he wasn't going to be able to train at a facility full time. You know, again, I had my five guys. I had three guys here for eight, three weeks, you know, so. That's kind of the interesting dynamic of the NFL draft stuff is that, um, you know, some guys like Nate want to finish up their degree, which, you know, I, I totally get and I totally understand. You know, so sometimes they'll they'll come out during their, their break over the winter, then they shoot back and they do classes. And then, you know, he'd pop back out three or four times, you know, when he could. So if he had classes Monday through Thursday, he'd fly out, you know, Thursday after class and then, you know, get here Thursday night, we'll do some classroom and then bang out a Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of fly back Monday if he can, you know, kind of thing. So even if it's a three-day hit, you know, it's three three days of, of you know, getting work in. So, 
you know, so it was more kind of me just asking what he wanted to do. And, and, you know, he kind of explained it. And I just said, here, here's a scenario. What do you think about doing this? And, you know, he was, he was all about it, which was great. So it was an easy transition. It was an easy conversation to have. So what were some of the first things you wanted to work on with him? And what were some of the things that he really wanted to address? Cause I'm sure you got to look at his film a little more when he decided to come work with you. Um, you know what? So I, and I do this with all quarterbacks. There's four things that I can see um, kind of right away with a guy. And, and I should say four things that I can kind of fix on a guy or, or make them better. I shouldn't say fix, but make them better depending on who they are. The first thing is just how they throw, you know, like, how, how their sequence works are the, you know, from, from base to release of the football, you know, I look for kind of four things, whether it's, you know, starting balance, um, you know, stepping and getting that separation of their hips, you know, where their, where their foot lands, their front foot and their shoulder ends up going and where their hips are, where their balance is. And then when they rotate, how do they rotate, you know, not, you know, using their back hip first and not their front shoulder leading to dropping your elbow. Um, and then how they finish, you know, like, do they finish balance? Do they finish, you know, rotational? Are they upright? Or are they kind of finishing over their front leg like a lot of times, like, you know, Nate did? You know, a lot of times you see, you know, quarterbacks are baseball pitchers, right, just because, you know, they have strong arms. So, um, you know, you see a lot of times guys will kind of finish down and bending at the waist so they're losing power at their hips and they're losing accuracy because their back foot comes off the ground. So, you know, right away from a throwing sequence standpoint, I you know, I can, I can make that better. The second thing is how they get balance at the top of their drop. You know, a lot of times they'll use their – their back foot and their, you know, that means all their weights on their back leg. And if their weights on their back leg, usually they're going to push off too much and finish over their front leg. Like again, like a baseball pitcher and miss down a lot or push off their back leg and, and uh, overstride, which is probably the most common mistake quarterbacks make is, is overstriding right and sailing the football over targets. Um, you know, so we want to use our last crossover instead of our, 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 our back foot, our plant foot. Um, and we want to set our angles with that last crossover too. So a lot of times guys will wait to their back foot, land on their back foot and kind of swing the throws all over the field, you know, which again, just kind of screws us up from a fundamental standpoint, throwing the ball. So, you know, those are the first two things that, you know, the third thing is, it's how they throw to their non-dominant side. So if I'm a righty thrown to the left side of the field, right, how their footwork gets them to make straight bounce throws as opposed to, you know, swinging or, or, um, you know, bucket step swinging, which, you know, leads to usually the ball being, you know, low and behind or low and inside, which, again, if you're throwing an out route to the left, that's not good, right? If you're playing somebody good, usually you're you're going to make a tackle, um, you know, again, if you're, you're low and inside. So, and the last thing is how do they hitch? How do they get bounced when they take a reset, when they throw curls and digs and, you know, like second-level kind of throws, you know? So, you know, th- those four things, usually I can find kind of where a guy is at. Usually I, I see a big jump in the guys I train because a lot of times those guys aren't taught. Either they either weren't taught the right things or um, they just, you know. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They kind of just did them a, kind of a different way, and I feel like I have a really good system of, of showing guys how to improve. So, you know, he was a guy that, you know, was, was a baseball pitcher, so he loaded a lot on his back leg with his weight, and then he kind of finished over his front leg and picked his back foot right off the ground too much. 
you know, one. Um, so a lot of times if you see him miss low, that's what he was doing. Um, and then the second thing is when he was taking, when he was taking his hitches or resets, you know, you see this a lot of times with, with guys and big guys like Nate, you know, they'll, they'll push up in the pocket and their back foot lands too far into their body, which makes them overstride with their front foot. And a lot of times, you know, like he would fail the ball at times in those second level throws, you know, so those, um, you know, that 12 to 18 yard, you know, window sets like your digs and your curls and your crossing routes, you know, so a lot of times, you know, he would sell the ball times. That's what he was doing, you know. So, you know, I, I would say within three days, you know, it was pretty apparent, um, you know, when he was right. I mean, it's, you know, top end, top three round good, you know, and that that was kind of my thing to him. It, it was, listen, Nate, when you're, you're good, as good as almost anybody else is good in this draft, you know, like you could throw with anybody in this draft. You know, what you're, you're bad is we just got to clean things up. And I think, you know, with some guys, um, you know, they're, their, their ceiling is not as high as Nate Stanley's. You know, like a lot of guys, you know, they're they're bad. They can only fix so much. Where I think Nate's, I think, you know, if you look at his the negative things about him, um, and, and he knew him, you know, he, he knew exactly what he wanted to work on, which was, you know, great for me because he, he already kind of came in with an idea of what he wanted to fix, and he was really open to coaching, you know. So, you know, sometimes you get guys that were three, four-year starters at big-time programs. They're very um, – I wouldn't say hesitant to coaching, but it's kind of like, okay, I, you know, I've been really good for, you know, I was, a, I was an awesome high school player, right? And I was, I was an awesome college player for the most part. Like, you're going to fix, you're going to fix all these things on me. It's almost like a panic sets in, you know? So, you know, it, you know, I didn't have to change a million things on it. It just was, I, I said, those four things, you can kind of tweak a thing here and there. And, and he was so receptive to coaching. I mean, he was, he was awesome. I mean, he, he was, he was locked in, he was focused. It was something he knew he needed to really fix and clean up and, and I think he got that from a NFL scout, and I think he got that from the Iowa coaches. It's just, you know, listen, you need to dive in and, and really improve on these things. And, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I think he – I think within a week, you know, I think he picked up a lot of things. I don't I don't know if it was muscle memory yet, but I think he saw when it was right, like, wow, it's just so much better. How appealing is that to not only you as a trainer, but just an NFL staff in general, seeing a guy like – I mean, we talk about with football all the time how guys have high ceilings and how there's so much more they can work on. But adding a coachable kind of aspect to it, how appealing is that to them? Oh, it's, it's huge. I mean, you know, especially nowadays. I mean, you know, and, and I see it just because, you know, yeah, you have kids who have gone to guys like me since they were, you know, again, I have some kids that are in like seventh grade right now to come to me, you know, once or twice a week. And they're, I mean, you see, as seventh grade, I mean, I didn't learn this stuff until I probably got to college. <laughs> you know, and these kids are so ahead of the curve when it comes to fundamentals and knowledge and um, you know, all those things. But at the same time, it, you know, they've heard so many voices sometimes by the time they got the Nate, right? So you're talking, you know, high school coaches, you're talking maybe a trainer they had in high school and then they got to college and then you know, maybe they had a couple of quarterback coaches in college as well as maybe saw another guy like me, you know? So you know, by the time they get to the, you know, the NFL side of things, they've had like, I don't know, what, five, seven, ten voices in their head of different ways of kind of doing things. So, you know, because of that, I think, you know, you see guys confused, um, number one. Number two, sometimes they think they know more than they, they really do, and, and uh, he was the opposite. I mean, he's just – he's awesome. You know, he's he's a guy, like, if if, uh, if his name was called in the first round, I would not be surprised, you know, and, and, and it should be, you know. So, you know, I mean, if you're a pro-style coach, um, and there's a lot of them obviously out there in the NFL, you know, what more do you want from a guy? You know, he's he's smart, he's tough, he's a leader. Um, he, he's, you know, again, Iowa did a great job preparing him. Um, you know, he knows the game inside and out. He knows fronts. He knows protections. 
He knows why to change plays into a certain front, whether it's a, a run to a run, right? So if it's a run game play to the right, and he has a certain look, whether it's a certain front or surf, you know, a, a safety rotation early on the cadence, he knows how to flip it to the other side and why, which is more important, you know? So, um, or, or, you know, a certain run to a certain front where it's not going to make sense. It's an eight man front, how to check out of it, and get to a pass play and, and protect himself and, and understand what protections are, are good against certain fronts and when are not, you know, when to be, when to be hot and when to throw a sight adjust. And I mean, he understands all those things, you know, it's not something I kind of had to teach him, which, you know, sometimes I do because, you know, I'll get, I'll get a guy that's maybe been a, a spread guy's entire life and not understand, you know, basic stuff, right. Basic fronts basic coverages and, and not really understanding how to be, uh, you know, an 11 personnel or 12 personnel and be under center with two tight ends and understanding all those different things that can happen under, under centers we're calling our, our cadence, you know. So he has all those things, you know. And, again, I, I just watch the way he drops and throws the football. He's, he's an athletic kid for how big he is. People understand that. I mean, he dropped he dropped 26 pounds from the, from the time he obviously started training with us here at Tess and obviously Iowa strength staffs arguably the best in the country, you know. So between our guys and their guys, he dropped 26, 27 pounds. I mean, his his, his body fat dropped, I don't know, 10%. I mean, you know, by the time he was at the combine, um, I mean, he had abs. Like, he was he was shredded, which was pretty neat to see, you know, that he played at probably 248, 250, I'm guessing, probably by, you know, the end of the season. You know, again, he wasn't out of shape. He just was a big, strong, thick kid, Um and he turned himself into, you know, turned himself into a better athlete, you know. And, I, and again, I think that's what the NFL scouts and the NFL coaches are looking for. Are, are you going to work on yourself? Are you going to make yourself better? And I think that's that's what he did. I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of guys kind of stayed the same or maybe even gotten worse because, you know, they kind of went through the motions through this process. And Nate Stanley did not do that. Nate Stanley looked at his two weaknesses per se, which was was accuracy one and, and two, just trying to make himself a, a better athlete because, you know, at the end of the day, you got to be able to move in nowadays game. You can't be back there at seven yards deep or nine yards deep in the pocket and be a statue, right? you got to be able to move and get out of stuff, and, and everybody can run. You know, all 11 guys in defense can move, you know, so he, he made himself better. That's it, you know, bottom line. Yeah, though, though he's not Mike Vick in the backfield or under center, I mean, <laughs> just the way that he moved at 248 pounds – during Iowa, I mean, you saw it with some of the sacks he was able to escape, and Absolutely. they called the Stanley scramble. I mean, going those QB sneaks, kind of showing the strength. Um, right. With him, I mean, I know he's not going to be like a super dual threat quarterback at the next level, but how how important is that just to be able to be athletic and just be able to move? Uh, I, well, I think it's huge. I think you know nowadays, I mean, watch watch games, right? I mean, how many how many pure pocket passers do you see left over? Um, and the guys that are the pure pocket passers, you know, the Brady's of the world, the Matt Ryan's, the Drew Breeses, the you know, again, I'm going to probably miss a couple guys out there, but like you know, you watch guys. I mean, those guys have done a better job um, working their fundamentals and working movement within their drops. You know, um, I mean, you watch Drew Brees. I mean. Just because he's so short, a lot of times you'll see him drop really deep in the pocket and, and just kind of move up and over and around. And, um, you know, you're going to have to do it nowadays. It's just the way the game has changed, you know. So, and, and, and Nate knows that. So, you know, we, we did. We worked a lot of pocket moving stuff with a lot of stuff where he had to move his feet and, um, you know, be in position to throw. But then again, have to move real quick, get back in the position to throw really quick and, and um, you know, make an accurate throw to that guy. 
What's been Nate's mindset throughout this whole process? I mean, he's a pretty laid back guy. Um, yeah. So you can't really get much out of him in terms of answers when you're talking to him with media, but just working with you, what's kind of been his kind of confidence level or just his mindset in general as he goes through this process? Um, You know, you know I, I, I just think he's, he's just, he's steady. I mean, he is who he is. I mean, he's, he's confident in himself. Um, it's, it's a quiet confidence, which I love. Um, it was kind of just, you know, meticulous it was let's show up this is what i want to work on today um you know we go through a whole throne sequence that i have i probably have you know 15 to 20 drills on stuff that we're trying to get stuff done and i would tell him the coaching points of things and he would lock in on those coaching points on whatever drill it was and if it wasn't right we would keep doing it if it was we'd move on to the next thing so you know he, he was great you know i what, what we did when he went back to iowa was that um I show I show guys. Um, listen, this is why this is where I stand in a drill, and this is why this is what I'm looking for, right? Whether it's whether it's where, where your feet are aligned, whether what your shoulder and your uh, and your front foot's doing, you know, when I'm standing behind or to the side, if if it's where my weight is, where my where my balance is, so I, I show them where I stand and why. And then what I have them do is when they go back. So what he did was he would go back and, and he would throw at Iowa with his guys, and he would have somebody videotape where I would stand you know, for certain drills. And then what he would do is he would send me those videos. And, you know, again, I, I, it's not like I was there, you know, but I was, you know, it's the closest thing we could do virtually. So he would send me those videos, and then we would go through them, and I would kind of, you know, screenshot the goods and the bads and then explain the bads. And he he knew right away what it was, whether it was he felt it or, or yeah, that's why the ball went that way or, or you know, whatever we were kind of working on that day. You know, so um, we kind of did that while he was at Iowa. And then obviously, you know, he came back when he was when he could around his course schedule. Introducing the two way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two way for yourself at newbalance.com. So I'm sure you've talked to NFL teams kind of about Nate, but what what are some of the what have some of the personnel or scouts kind of said about him and how he'd fit in their system or just any system in general? Uh, well, I think they're huge fans of his. You know, I think that um, you know, I, th- I think there's a lot there, right? I think there's there's three years of um, of playing big time football in the Big Ten against elite players. I mean, the kid beat Ohio State. Um, you know, he played with, with a lot of top-end draft picks, especially tight end position. Uh, he was asked to throw the ball a lot of times. He was asked to not throw the ball a lot of times and, and take care of the football. And, and um, you know, you look at this year's team, it was, it was built around the run game. And obviously, once they got into the red zone, they just they were so good up front that they just kind of pounded people. And, you know, so th- there's a reason why, you know, he didn't have 47 touchdowns or 40 touchdowns like a lot of the spread guys do. It's not, it's not the system they're playing. That's okay. You know, so – I think there's a huge body of work by him. I think he's a guy that if you sit down and talk to, um, that you'd fall in love with. You know, like it, it, it's easy to see um, why people are high on him because, again, I'm, you know, if you're looking at it as a scout, um, you know, like what's the negative on the kid? You know, like what's how many boxes can we – and I tell the quarterbacks all the time that I train, how many boxes can you check, right? So if you look at all the skill sets a quarterback can possess, how many boxes do you check as far as – you know, arm strength, accuracy, um, you know, footwork, movement, um, knowledge of the game, toughness, size, 
you know, like from, from, and I'm talking from an NFL scouting perspective, right? So, you know, if you look at from their perspective, I mean, the kid checks almost every box you could possibly want, you know, and the ones that he didn't, you know, or ones that maybe were iffy as far as what people thought at times, whether it was an accuracy thing or whether it was a, um, like you said, he's not Michael Vick back there. The kid worked on it. And I think that's what they look for. So how, I mean, how do you personally think he fits? I mean, in the NFL. Uh, listen, at the end of the day, I, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that he can be an NFL starting quarterback and start for a long time. He has, he has to, and people don't know this, but, you know, like, he has the mental makeup to do it. And I think that's, that's you know, half of it is, is having the physical traits, right? Obviously having the arm to do it and the accuracy and decision-making and processing skills and the size to, to take the hits. But at the same time, it's also a mental thing too. It's, it's a grind. It's it's um, you know it's it's tough. And he's wired that way. I mean, he's he kind of played in that already, right? If you look at his career at Iowa. I mean, he stood in the pocket and took some big time shots against some some big time opponents and popped back up and got back in the huddle and called the next play. So, you know, he's had some great games at Iowa and he had some games that you know weren't the best. But at the same time, he was the same guy every single day. And I think that's again that's what they look they look for a consistent guy and. That's who he is. You know, that's who he is as a person, and um, that's who he is as a quarterback, you know. So there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, if he was a starting quarterback in three years from now, I would not be surprised in the NFL and, and have a great career. Last question before I let you go, Tony. I know a lot of people, especially coaches and guys that have worked with so many players, um, don't like the comparison game. But who are some NFL QBs that you kind of look at? I mean, I know – or you kind of look at and you're like, okay, like, Nate, that kind of, or like, that's kind of like Nate. I mean, I know Ben Roethlisberger is a popular one among just kind of like at a first glance, a bigger body, but who are some other guys that you kind of see like that? Um, you know, I, I think people say big Ben just because of, like you said, the size, you know, and how he's able to kind of sit in there and, and, you know, these big linebackers kind of blitz him and he kind of, they kind of bounce off him because he's so strong. Um, and he's such a tough kid in the pocket. I, you know, it's hard to make comparisons, you know, and I think that, um, I think he's kind of morphing his game. And again, like I said, he's, you know, he's down 26, 27 pounds. And, you know, he sent me videos two days ago, of him throwing that we kind of went through and critique. I mean, he looks awesome. He's probably, he's probably 230, you know, right now, you know, 228, something like that. And again, like, like I said, I think he played it like 250 at Iowa. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, his game's always uh, evolving. And if you look at the best guys, their game's evolved, right? That's why you see the, the Tom Brady's and Drew Brees, the world go to, you know, guys like me. You know, they're always trying to look for maybe not overhaul everything they've done, but, you know, maybe trying to pick up something, you know, this offseason that I can kind of work on, maybe fix whether it's, you know, maybe my front shoulder right or maybe how I throw to the left or, or how I'm hitching in the pocket or maybe how I'm moving even in the pocket. Um, you know, maybe maybe how I'm, I'm moving my, my defenders with my eyes or my front shoulder or maybe a pump fake halfway through my drop. Pick, trying to pick up maybe one thing that I can add to my game that, you know, obviously takes my game from – from a good level to an elite level and stay there. So I'm excited for him. I, I think that, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we kind of laugh about this between me and him, you know, is, is like, he's the most, you know, like if you hear the names, you hear the same, you know, what, five or six names, you know, every single day on ESPN or NFL network. And, and, you know, you haven't really heard his that much. And uh, it, it's, it, it kind of blows my mind to tell you the truth, you know, because I know, I know what plays well in the NFL and, and uh, he's got it all. You know, so, you know, a lot of times, you know, you see guys that are, um, 
you know, maybe a bit more faster or, or threw for more touchdowns in college because they were in a certain system that, you know, they were, you know, in 10 personnel or zero personnel, which is, you know, five receivers and they're chucking it around. They're in the red zone getting four chances. That's not the way they play. Um, and he's never complained about that. He's just, that's what he signed up for. And again, he loved his experience at Iowa and he loves his coaches as he should. And, um, you know, he, he did, he did what he had to do to make that team better. And that's why obviously what junior and what senior are both 10 win seasons and obviously dominated USC in the bowl game. Awesome, Tony. Really appreciate the insight, everything that you gave to us today. Um, where can we, or where can people find your work? Or kind of, I know you post a lot of videos of Nate um, on social media. So kind of drop your drop your handle for Instagram and Twitter on here. Okay. Well, listen. I first I appreciate you having me. And again, you know, he's, I've been lucky doing this. That um, I've had guys like Nate Stanley who were just they were just great kids. You know, it's not like um, you know sometimes you do this stuff and and uh, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I got to train this guy today, you know, just from an, from an attitude standpoint or from a character standpoint. I mean, Nate, Nate's, uh, you know, he, he checks, he's a check plus on, on, um, you know, from a, from a human being standpoint, from a character standpoint, from you know everything you want. I mean, you know, his, the first week he came out, he actually stayed with me and, and my, again, my, my wife, my, whatever how old she was at the time seven months old and um he was the best i mean he he played my daughter and again it, you know i don't bring many people in my house i don't trust with with a, a newborn around so that's the kind of kid he is is my is my point so um you can find me at, at tony raz t-o-n-y-r-a-z-z-0-3 that's um that's my twitter handle as well as my instagram page and again love to post stuff um you know what i like to do is i like to post off of guys doing stuff and i like to, to share you know what they're doing. And, and, uh, I've always said, if you follow me on social media, um, you know, if, if I was a sixth grade kid and want to learn how to play quarterback, you could follow my stuff and learn the game and learn the position. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. Really appreciate it, man. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Big thank you to Tony Rassiopi for joining Hawkeye insider, Sean Bach for this episode of the Swarmcast. Some really good stuff, uh, regarding Nate Stanley as the 2020 NFL draft approaches we're also gonna have another episode tomorrow on saturday april 11th to really have an in-depth breakdown of luca garza's decision to declare for the 2020 nba draft all my full expanded thoughts after i gather some more intel from talking to some sources regarding his draft stats and a lot more so be on the lookout for that tomorrow but that's gonna do it for this episode of the Swarmcast. as always you can follow me at david eicholt d-a-v-i-d-e-i-c-k-h-o-l-t on twitter be sure to follow sean bach at sbach247 and as always stay tuned to hawkeyeinsider.com for the latest hawkeye news analysis and insight until then we'll talk to you later